0: You're listening to the Reinvention Project with Jim Rome podcast. Welcome to episode 71 of the Reinvention Project with Jim Rome, as always. I so appreciate you making a point. To find this pod, as I know you have a million different choices of what you can consume content-wise. So thank you very much for finding this app. And I just wrapped up my second of my two-week excursions to the Northwoods of Wisconsin, where we own a vacation home. I do my very best to use these vacations to reconnect with family and friends and, of course, myself. Reconnect to my mission, my mission of reinvention. Listen, I would never tell anybody how to live their life. But I am going to tell you how I plan on living the rest of my life. I am on a mission, a mission of reinvention, a reinvention personally, a reinvention professionally. Personally, I killed off the old version of myself quite some time ago. I put that dude right in the ground. And I did so in order to reinvent and build a better version of myself, the best version of myself. And I am in the process of creating that person and stacking hours and days and weeks and now months in pursuit of that very thing. And I'm doing the same thing professionally. I am going harder now than I ever have at any point in my career. Fact. In order to create and build an entity that will enhance my brand my legacy, and yes, my bank account, and I'm hell-bent on creating value for my business partners and, of course, my listeners, viewers, and consumers of my product and my brand. You know, folks like to designate a single word for themselves for every single year. By now, you can probably tell I couldn't limit it to just one word. My words are mission, a mission of reinvention, obsession. I am obsessed with this mission and reinventing myself and my brand resurrection not in a spiritual sense per se but in the sense that I am in fact looking to experience a personal resurrection because I did in fact kill off the old me and that dude is in fact in the ground and the reason I did that was because that dude lied to himself he lied to himself about how hard and about how smart he was working when in reality he could work so much harder and so much smarter I'm not just purpose-driven, I am now mission-driven and I am obsessed with that mission. Maybe you've heard this from me before, or maybe you just found this pod and you're hearing it for the very first time, but after two weeks out of town and countless conversations with the new connections I've made, I have never been more committed or more dedicated to the lifestyle than I am right now, and that's what it is. It's an entire lifestyle. Commit to it, become obsessed with it, and then execute on it every day, no days off, All in, all out. How you do anything is how you do everything, and every second counts. And sure, you do hear these things over and over and over again, so much so that they tend to go in one ear and out the other. But do you know why you hear these things over and over again? It's because they're true. So let's go. Now, I absolutely love this conversation that I'm about to drop on you. Today's guest is Greg Harden. I have never spoken to Greg before, but I've always wanted to. He's a peak performance consultant, a life coach, a motivational speaker, an executive consultant, and the author of an amazing new book titled Stay Sane in an Insane World, How to Control the Uncontrollables and Thrive. He is best known for his work with seven-time Super Bowl champion quarterback Tom Brady, the GOAT. He's also worked with Super Bowl MVP and Heisman Trophy winner Desmond Howard. Howard flat out says he would not have won the Heisman without the help of Greg Harden. Greg has also worked with 23-time Olympic gold medalist Michael Phelps. And aside from working with some of the world's finest athletes, he has worked with and trained thousands and thousands of folks from every walk of life. This is one of my favorite conversations ever, and without spoiling it, I will give you just a taste of what's to come. Greg says, quote, my real obsession is to convince an individual that they have to determine for themselves what sort of man, what sort of woman they want to be. The goal is to make people experts on themselves, end of quote. Remember that, because we will be going back to that become the world's foremost expert on yourself we'll cover that it's episode 71 of the reinvention project with the irrepressible greg harden and it's coming at you right now absolutely awesome to get a chance to meet and visit with you greg first of all how are things and thank you so much for joining us to chop it up what's up
1: Man, I'm having the time of my life. I've reinvented myself, (laughs) (laughs) once, and I'm so excited about what you've created in terms of uh, the reinvention project. It's just a significant opportunity to just see what you're doing and where you're going.
0: But life for me has been fantastic. My guy, my mind is blown. My mind is blown that you know who and what this is and what we're about. That is so great. And I'll get back to that in a minute, but I want to jump right into this because you have attacked one of the most pressing issues of our time in a brand new book, Stay Sane in an Insane World. It's something we all want to know. How do we stay sane in an insane world? Where do we start? How do we do that? Well, first, we
1: have to make a commitment to become the world's greatest expert on one subject, ourselves. We, we try to be experts on everything else. We think we know how what's going on, but if we don't know what's working and what's not working in our lives, if we don't simplify it, if we don't begin to understand that critical self-assessment is the secret, that's not a secret. You've got to be able to evaluate who you are or who you're trying to become.
0: So what does that look like? How do we do that? And then exactly what does that do for the individual? What is the process?
1: well if you're talking about what i've done historically uh you you get someone who says that they're hungry they say they want this they want that they want to be the best at everything they're doing i want to be the starting quarterback i want to take my uh a law firm to the next level well they say that's what they want to do so we've got to identify self-defeating attitudes and behaviors which is one of the first tools i'll give you It's an opportunity for you to examine What are the ways that I think, the ways that I might act that could sabotage my dream? So I I teach you how to examine in detail what's working, what's not working. Then we push you to the next side of the equation. It's got to be the positive. What are some of the self-supporting attitudes, the ways that I think, and behaviors, the ways that I act that will support me in becoming who I say I want to become, but Being clear to anyone that will listen that there's an opportunity for you to learn how to be more mindful, more thoughtful, to be deliberate and intentional about who you want to become.
0: You bet. Now, you talk to this or you talk to this point, you make this point to virtually everybody in every walk of life, and you certainly make this point throughout the book, but you tell everybody the same thing, be it a star athlete or somebody just down around the block, give it 100%. 100% of the time, what exactly does that mean? Is that like go all in, all out, every second of every day, or does it mean something else? Like, what do you mean by giving it 100%, 100% of the time? See, that's
1: why you the guy, (laughs) think about it. On the surface, it says 100%, 100% of the time at everything you do, every second, every moment, every minute, but in reality, it has to become, we wanna create a mindset. We want to create a default mode that says, on my worst day, I'm going to try to give 100%. Now, if if it's impossible to do it, my previous life, when I was off, I was off and I could give 30%. I was off and I could give 50% on a good day. But where we're trying to go, we're going to be in a spot where my worst day is going to be better than the average person's best day. And that's what we're trying to get at. I love it. So is it, a when ch- I'm is down, it just
0: a choice? Is it just a choice? It's a
1: decision. It is absolutely a decision that, that I have to make every day when I get out of bed, every day that I wake up, I have an opportunity, opportunity to decide what kind of day is it going to be today. The only creature that I have ever heard of who had the ability to decide to be different today than they were yesterday as a human being (laughs)
0: love it love that listen First impressions matter. There are no two ways around it. And your face is most likely the first thing that somebody is going to notice about you. How your skin looks is going to determine, good or bad, that impression you make. I decided it's time to put my best face forward and start using Caldera Lab to do so. Clinically proven to reduce wrinkles, fine lines, and signs of aging, Caldera Lab is the leader in men's skincare and is here to save the day and your confidence. Use my promo code code ROME, R-O-M-E, at calderalab.com and enjoy 20% off their best products. Caldera Lab creates high-performance men's skincare products, and the regimen is your twice-a-day formula to transform your skin. And the best part, it is so easy. It literally takes 30 seconds in the morning, 30 seconds at night. That's it. This little time for enormous benefits is compounding interest that I can get behind all day long. It's kind of like brushing your teeth, right? The impact may not immediately be apparent, but take a look at somebody who hasn't brushed for a week. The difference is striking, right? These products work similarly for you a week into using and you will see noticeable differences. Caldera Lab is made with top tier ingredients and a legitimate showstopper that is good for you today and in the long run. And again, all it takes is 30 seconds in the morning, 30 seconds at night. Trust me on this. I use it. I love it. It's making a difference. It's about time that you got your skincare unlocked for the better because it does not get any better or any easier than this. Get 20% off with our code Rome, R-O-M-E at calderalab.com that's 20% off at calderalab.com by using code Rome rome jump into skin and first impression royalty with caldera lab Now you're pushing all individuals I love this too Greg to practice train and rehearse practice train and rehearse practice, train and rehearse. I can imagine how that would apply to a Tom Brady, who you worked with, or a Michael Phelps, who you worked with, but how does that apply to everybody listening right now?
1: When you think about uh, the phrase, so someone asked me the other day, is there any difference in practice, train, and rehearse? And on the surface, it's not, because what we're saying is that people hear things differently. So someone will hear the word practice and it will mean something. Someone will see, here, train, and it'll mean something. Some of hear will rehearse. But what I want to do is take you to a spot where you can see the subtle differences. To practice means you're getting prepared. When you first join the team, when you first go to high school and want to join the track team, the football team, the basketball team, you don't know how to play at the level you're about to go. So you have to practice and get in shape to be able to go to the next level, which is train. Once I get you to the point where you actually can be that person who can perform on the field on the court in the pool now I'm going to train you to refine and create the skill set that's required to play your position to do uh, the event that you say you want to do but when we think about theater and you know you're 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 an entertainer you're a performer you know what it means to practice train and rehearse you not only did you practice to become a first-class speaker (laughs) caster but you trained yourself and refined your skill until you were only rehearsing and preparing to go to the next level you must practice and then train diligently to have skills and then rehearse because you know it has to become second nature when it's time when it's showtime you ain't got time to think about it
0: I mean, that's it. And the beauty of this, Greg, it's not only a craft, right? You certainly want to practice and train and rehearse your craft, but there's also like a mindset and an intangible quality to it. For instance, I've already talked about this. If you practice, train, and rehearse optimism, you can become an optimist. But what happens if you practice, train, and rehearse negativity?
1: Oh, my man, you'll perfect it. <laughs> Think about what you just set up. Whatever we practice, train, and rehearse, whatever we are obsessed with is who we will become. I am what I think I am. Uh, what's the classic? Uh, As a man thinketh? <laughs> Whoever I think I am, that's who I am. If I think that I am worthless, I- I'll perfect it. If I think that I am going to be an amazing, imagine telling Tom Brady, 19 years old, Desmond Howard, 19 years old, What if I'm telling you, you have to believe without any proof in who you're going to become? And if you want to believe and you want to become the guy that you dream of, (laughs) you got to decide with or without what you're dreaming about, your life is going to be amazing. You got to decide, Tom Brady, with or without football, your life is going to be amazing. Once you make that decision, football becomes what you do, not who you are.
0: I think what you just said, whatever I am obsessed with, I become, is one of my favorite things. That's already engraved. I've already cut that into my brain. But what comes first, this notion of you know belief and then success, or do you believe once you've had success? And then how do you believe something if you haven't seen it or experienced it yet?
1: <laughs> well, you've got to believe that it's possible. You've got to train yourself. See... Everyone else is trying to program us and brainwash us. You've got to brainwash yourself. Yeah. Repro you've got to repro deprogram the nonsense that you've believed and put into place a different way of thinking. Sometimes you have to, I mean, this is why I like uh what you're doing. Sometimes you have to deprogram and then recreate, invent re-engineer the way your brain works, the way you talk to yourself. You have to deliberately and intentionally commit to becoming something different.
0: My man, Preach. Let me ask you this, Greg, is there a science to rewiring the brain, or am I rethinking this? Should I not be thinking about neurons and rewiring, but rather just changing my self-talk? How do we reprogram and deprogram? How does that work? Well,
1: we be. You have to be confident that the. Yeah, yes, the research would support that. Uh, what you think it, it shows up in the neurons and in in your brain chemistry. You've got to be so sophisticated and your commitment to, uh, uh, let's take it to a simple place. We all know that there is four A's that we can obsess over. The need for attention, the need for affection, the need for approval and acceptance. Does that make sense?
0: It does. I know that
1: I've made a complete fool of myself. Pick one okay pick two okay, all four <laughs> okay. but I've also been a hero in pursuit of trying to win those sacred uh, characteristics that we all want is people to believe in us. Where we're going to take anyone that will listen is that you know you've you've got friends who are the best friends anyone could ever have to everyone except themselves. We've got to take people to a spot where they begin to understand a simple formula. Put the word self in front of all four of those eggs. So you being attentive and, 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 and affectionate to everyone else is nice, but until you put self in front of it, you're going to be always depending on someone else to give you what you're craving. Acceptance. Self-love and self-acceptance is the secret that's not a secret.
0: Mm, I love it. Now, this, this, I think, is a really key point. You also push folks to be a little bit different. Why is it so important to be a little bit different?
1: <laughs> well, I think you understand this better than most. Jim Rohn, you're an outlier. <laughs> you love being an outlier. It's half the fun in your life is being that guy that saying, hey, have you heard this guy, Jim Rohn? He's, he's different. <laughs> right? Think about it. Being a little different, being an outlier. Until instead of being overwhelmed and disappointed because I'm not like everybody else and wanting to be like everybody else, no, you got to give that up for Lent. <laughs> yeah. Whether Catholic, Jewish, or Muslim, I, I don't. I don't even understand the concept. But the concept of giving something up means I got to get to the point where I can give up this fantasy that I want to be like everybody else. I don't want to be like anyone else. Tom, you cannot think like anyone else. Desmond, you cannot think like anyone else. Being common and average, it will destroy your dream. You don't want to be that guy who's always like everyone else looking outside of themselves for what I don't have. If I just had more money, if I just had her, him, them (laughs) if i only could just get uh, I, i mean if i could just oh i'd be happy no you won't be happy until you decide that your happiness is not based on things outside of your control
0: you know people folks you want folks to be confident and you want folks to be comfortable in their own skin so much so that they'll never flinch and they'll never roll over because of what we're talking about. Because somebody else does not believe in them. So how do you go about developing that sort of confidence?
1: Um, It's a great, great question. Just think about it. When we're talking about controlling the controllers, you cannot control what your coaches is thinking. Your coach, Tom, this is a true story. I, I hate to be so redundant about Brady, but people know who I'm talking about. Brady's in my office talking about, I want to be a starter. That's nice. I can't help you with that. But I can help you believe if no one else believes in you to believe in yourself. I don't care what the coaches think. All I care about is what you think, how you think, and what are you going to do to control what you can control and what you can control. It's how you treat yourself, how you talk to yourself, how you promote and believe that what your dream is can come true. And if you can train yourself to understand that even if my dream doesn't come true, I'm going to be a
0: bad man. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, it's like so when he would walk into your office, when you're on the campus in Michigan, he's 19, he's 20, he wants to chop it up with you, he wants to pick your brain, he's coming into your office, he's frustrated. Like, what were the types of things that he would say to you back then?
1: Well, I mean, he's a guy who's who was trained to respect authority. One of the reasons... It worked with me as he respected authority and he would seek an opportunity to learn from his elders, his seniors. And so when he would come in, he would be preoccupied with, you know, they're only giving me three reps. I mean, how am I going to show who I am with three reps? And you have to teach him that those three reps are the most important moments of your life. You've got to train him to believe that if you do what you're supposed to do on those 3, you'll get 5. And if you do what you're supposed to do on do on that 5, if you if you make a mistake and recover faster than the average person, it's a game changer because we're talking about mental fitness. We always uh, end up trying to chat about mental health. Yeah, but how do you go beyond that? How do you go beyond that? He wanted to know how do I keep my mind right? Well, here's the secret: fear and self doubt is the greatest enemy you will ever face. Am I right or wrong? You
0: are right, and and, and the, okay. And I I'm not going to interrupt you. I know. I think I know where you're going with this. Fear and self doubt are the enemy. Continue.
1: They are the greatest enemy you'll ever face because no one can beat you down like you and we train anyone that will listen to understand if you can conquer the enemy within nothing can touch you nothing can stop you but how do you get someone to start understanding that fear and self-doubt are predictable therefore manageable more manageable than you think we begin to un- think about this for a moment i've just i've i've, I've met you for what 20 minutes <laughs> Yes, <laughs> sir. I guarantee you some of the greatest moments of your life. You were about to crap your pants.
0: <laughs> you could have told me that in the first two minutes you met me.
1: bruh. All of us, some of the grandest adventures we've been on. Some of the things that made our, our hearts sing. We were about to crap our pants before we took it on. And we in, it, we endured. So, what we have to teach people is that fear is predictable. It is a part of being human, and anticipating fear it, it gives you an advantage. Knowing that fear is going to show up gives you an advantage. It sets you up to be that guy that, when fear shows up, you're saying, "Hey, you're a little late. I don't have time for you right now. I got to go." <laughs> so, here's here's the piece. Oh, well, you should be fearless. Eh, yeah, when you're drunk and crazy, you, you're fearless. <laughs> liquid, liquid courage. Come on, come on. But the word courage means what? It is not the absence of fear. Courage, sir, is facing fear. The word courage doesn't even exist unless we're talking about facing fear. So yeah. have the fun in our life is facing
0: feet. I love it. Fear and self-doubt are predictable, therefore manageable, but I've got to just follow up on one thing. Honestly, let's be real for a minute, Greg. When was the last time you really felt like you might crap your pants? Ever?
1: Oh, absolutely. And that's how But see, the, you, you ooh, you're funny. I like you. Aren't I? Aren't I? <laughs> I like you Think too. about dude. this. After, I love it. You teach people to love the fear. I mean, when I'm going on stage, people think I'm having, you know, well, you you aren't you aren't scared as public speaking. Half the fun is being scared <laughs> and going out and doing it and turn hitting that switch and and, and going ballistic and being that person who's going to give everything you got. That's what you do. That's what we do. That's what the people we admire and respect do. I mean, there are some of the greatest actors you've ever seen who have stage fright, but you wouldn't know it. They're they're throwing up there, having anxiety attacks, and then the lights come on. Then the lights come on, Jim, and you know what they do.
0: They do what they do. They do what they do. So what, how did they manage? Okay, they knew because it was predictable. They knew it was going to show up. But how were they able to do what they do? Does that go back to practice, train, and rehearse? Or yeah. is it something else? No,
1: think about it. Yes, because if my habit is to give 100%, 100% of the time, I have now created a mindset that automatically shifts to it's time, it's showtime, I've got to go. And I'm gonna give all I've got. And now it's a habit. Uh, here's here's, a, here's a, a strange example that you will love. I had this kid who came from uh, the West Coast and he was identified as high risk. I hate the word high risk, <laughs> but he was identified as a high risk individual who was coming to play at Michigan. And he said, you're going to have to work with this kid. I said, well, of course. I said, well, why would you recruit this kid? <laughs> he said, You got to see him play. Well, he gets there, and in a matter of weeks, he's in trouble. In a matter of a couple of months, he's in my office all the time. He has no choice but to hang out with me, spend time with me, and we're working our heart out. And for some odd reason, Rome, this guy decides that I'm okay. <laughs> all right? So we're working, and he's changing subtly. each Each moment, he's getting better and better and better and better. Two years goes by and he's no longer on the on the on the crap list, okay? But I can't get rid of it because <laughs> now we're buds, right? He shows up. To, what what are you doing, G? I, I'm just I'm just here waiting on you. Of course, that's all I do—wait on you. <laughs> he shows up and I said, "Guess what? We have nothing to work on. We need something new to attack." Because other than that, you're just coming in here, and I'm bored, and you're bored, and you're just chilling. I said, but this is where you get to change who you are. I've got a challenge for you. He said, okay, what is it? I said, you know, people think you're dumb as a box of rocks. What? I say, and you don't care, do you? Nope. I said, but you might be. Hey, slow down, player. I said, no, I'm not saying you are. I'm just saying you might be. We have no data. We have nothing to support that you are as smart as I think you are. you got to go to these classes. This is a school where you have to actually go to class. So I tell you what, we're going to use academics to make you a better athlete. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, you've never heard anything like that, have you? I said, no. I said, son. We're going to practice train and rehearse being a student because you have nothing else to do and we have nothing else to work on. And wouldn't it be outrageous if you became a student and you did it because you were bored? I, I say, I know I know I know you're confused, but guess what? You're going to train your brain to focus like a laser beam on any task. You're going to learn to compete at everything. If an A is available, you want one. If your goal is an A, instead of being a guy who's trying to get a two point to be eligible, you're getting a B and you're pretending you're mad. That's where I'm going to take you. Oh, you crazy, Greg. Yeah, I am. So let's do it. All of a sudden, I got this kid studying reading before he goes into class. All of a sudden this kid is, is, is doing all this stuff and I forget about it, Jim Rome, I forget. Nine months later, he shows up at my office. Says, gee, what you doing? Just sitting here waiting on you like I always do. <laughs> he says, uh, well, I, I got something to tell you, man. I said, okay, well, what is it? And I'm waiting for him to tell me how he's crossed over and done stupid stuff again, he says.
0: I'm on the Dean's list. I knew it. Yo. I knew it. I was going to say it. I was going to say it. Dean's list, yo. I knew it. Was, I knew it. He, he's on the Dean's
1: list. We're laughing like little Girl Scouts in, in the office screaming and laughing and giggling and crying. And like, this is one of the greatest. You know, I've worked with some amazing athletes. This is one of the greatest moments of my career. Wow. Where this gangster, this ain't no fake gangster. Like half the half the guys you know, we know, <laughs> who fake tough dudes, like fake gangsters, horse. but they're not. Yeah. This was a real. This was a family business gangster. You know, <laughs> this kid had made the dean's list and was giddy and beside himself with joy. Man, I'm sorry. I, I don't know how I got on that. Goosebumps. But it's no, no, I
0: love it. I love it, man. I love it. I love it. Because you know why? You know why? That brings me to the next thing. Greg, what is the single most important word, not only in sports, but in all of life? One word. <laughs> consistency. That's it, right? Why?
1: Come on, man. I don't care whatever word you came up with. If you don't add consistency, you don't understand. <laughs> when? Consistently. <laughs> be strong consistently. Whatever word you come up with, you ha- I, you can anybody can be that guy one time, <laughs> but can you repeat it? Can you repeat it over and over and over and over? Can you repeat it even after you've lost and I had a horrible loss or a horrible season? What can you come back stronger than you were before? Consistency. Why did you ask that question?
0: Because I to that point you had this guy who was a straight gangster, a family business, never thought that he had that kind of possibility, but how did he become that guy? How did he make Dean's list? Consistency. He showed Come up on. every day, he studied every day, he got it in his head, and it applies to everything. Like I want to you and I are talking sports, but I the thing I love about this podcast is I don't want to talk sports, but some of these things are so universal And I agree. Consistency is the most important thing in the world. If we consistently did what we knew was right because we know what's right, we'd be so much better off and so would the world. But we don't always do what we know is right because we're not consistent enough. And I know this. I own this.
1: Man, just think about what we're talking about right now consistency is the game changer. Well, how can I be consistent by being that guy who can program their own mind? To be that guy that can decide that I'm not going to be the same today as I was yesterday. That's all the kid did was decide to be to to study because I uh, I never done it before. I wonder if I can do this. He wanted to destroy stereotypes and prejudgments about who he was and, and how he operated. And people had a fantasy that they knew him. I told them, don't nobody know you. You barely know yourself. <laughs> people think they know who you are because you're an athlete and because you came from the West Coast and you're all this. and they, they look at your character, the characteristics that you have and make judgments, but they don't know who you are. And what I'm daring you to do is to invent and reinvent yourself.
0: Do you know what? It's funny you say that because I've, for the last 30 years I've been on the radio and TV saying the same thing, quote, quote, we don't know any of these guys. We don't know any of these guys. Based on what? Based on an interview you saw? Based on, based on what? We don't know any of these guys. But to your point, I would take it one step further. We don't know ourselves. It's so interesting that you said to him, you have to program your mind, program your mind. Like Personal anecdote. So I'm, I'm a 58-year-old man. I go and have a physical, Greg, the other day. The doctor is going over my labs. He's going over my blood work. You know what he says to me? Because I've seen him the last couple of years. And I'm not going to lie, man. I get kind of strung out, get a little anxious. And he knows this. And we talk about, well, diet. We talk about getting more sleep. We talk about this, that, and the other. He looks me dead in the eye finally two weeks ago and says, I'm looking at your labs. He's like, man, you're you're a young man. You're younger than what you are chronologically. You're good. You're good. You're not going to have a heart attack. You're not going to get diabetes. Your heart rate's like in the 50s. You're good. Your issue is above your shoulders. Ooh. Isn't that great? Come on, man. Isn't that great, right? Right? Yeah. I, I know you know what I'm talking about. Rah, look, the game
1: that I'm trying to get anyone to consider playing is competing against themselves. UVU. To be clear about what they're doing and to go to the next level, to keep. See, there are more levels than you, Jim Roe. And those levels come as you continue to <clears throat> do the battle, <clears throat> to commit to self mastery. Mastering your own mind, your own thoughts. Understanding anxiety is a vague and nebulous notion. Anxiety is not even clear what it is. I'm anxious. What, ooh, about what? Uh, it, it, it's, it's, fear is very specific. Anxiety is vague and nebulous. <laughs> fear is he's got a gun. Oh, <laughs> Fear is they're going to cut the uh, electricity off. Fear is <sighs> concrete and specific. Anxiety is vague and nebulous, but we have to turn anxiety into excitement. Have you ever noticed that the biological phenomenon that goes on with anxiety is quite similar to the one that goes on with excitement? (laughs) It's a thin line between the
0: two. Right, so how do you you convert that to fuel? How do you convert anxiety to excitement?
1: By being that guy who can program themselves that can learn that the breathe if you can control your breathing you can control your life that's how simple you have to can, make can, it. you great can if you I explain
0: can, that really quickly i'm starting to interrupt breathing you always hear this breathing 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 is so important i mean why physiologically why is breathing so important why does it work the way it works
1: because if i can control my breathing oh my god i have to control my mind. And to control my mind, I have to control my thoughts. So if I'm practicing training and rehearsing breathing, I'm already practicing training and rehearsing, controlling my mind, my thoughts. (laughs) So that's why it works. To be able to take five, you start, you teach them to start with three, and then you get them to five. And we're talking about being able to center ourselves, being able to teach them that. And today we call it mindfulness, right? And to be able to teach you how to stay in the here and now and stop being obsessed with yesterday's baggage, what happened in the past, to stop being obsessed with futurizing and, and, and fantasizing. And, and it, you've heard this before the past is a canceled check. The future is a promissory note. The only cash you have on hand, my brother, (laughs) is what's in your pocket. So teaching people to be able to separate themselves from the past and not obsess over the future and to stay in the here and now, I mean, think about it, 28 to 3.
0: 28 to 3. That game was over, man. Why why even show up for the second half? That game's over.
1: We're only watching because we we are fascinated with it's the Super Bowl and it is Tom Brady. We can't just dismiss him, but I'm only watching out of respect. Man, this, this boy is sitting on the sideline with a towel over his head thinking they're going to let me back in the game. Uh, interception or two, I I, I I don't focus on that. They're going to give me an opportunity, and that's all I need. And the hard part is to teach people to give 100%, 100% of the time, win, lose, or draw.
0: Like the the point is, you know, like I want to say early in my career, and I always say this, Greg scoreboard, scoreboard, look up at it, look up at it. Nothing else matters. But you know what? I've got to rethink that. and, And I'll own this that's it, not the only thing that matters, because Tom Brady knows he's not going to win 100% of the time. He just knows that he has to give 100% of himself 100% of the time, and generally things will work out. And even if they don't, he still knows he did that, so he's better because he has habitualized it. Come on. Preach.
1: <laughs> preach, Jim Rohn. Think about it. He is habitualized. Habitually committed to giving 100% every chance he gets, even when he loses. He didn't quit. <laughs> He's going to be that guy. You want to be that guy that even when you get your, when you get a loss, the people on the other you side can, are saying, You can say it, my man, even him. if
0: you get your ass
1: kicked, because we all Come do. Come on. I never want to fight this fool again, because <laughs> he brought it and I'm going home injured and damaged and worn out. And I love this guy, I mean, he brought the best out, the only way to beat me is to bring the best out of you.
0: I gotta ask you before you go, cause I'm fascinated, I, you know, I've had, And I appreciate you understanding what I'm trying to do here, that I'm not looking for an off-ramp. That, By the way, I'm fine starting over. I'm fine starting over reinventing my mind, my body, my spirit, my business, my brand. I'm good. I'm good doing that. I need to do that because what's the alternative, man? You're getting better or you're getting worse or you're dying on a vine. I understand this. But I've talked to a lot of people about this. But you really are an anomaly, an outlier. You're Yoda, dude. You are you are different. How did and you've spent so many years helping so many thousands of people. But how did you become you? Who did you first read? Who did you first listen to? Who started to plant these seeds? Who when you went to somebody's office as opposed to them coming to your office? Who did you go to? How did you become this person?
1: I went to Doctor Howard Brabson. Who was in the school of social work, and I and 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 for some odd reason he respected me. He gave me respect, no matter how I was looking, no matter how I was talking, no matter what I was doing, he would always uh, greet me with respect. I said, "Wow, this this guy is different." And so I go, and so now of course I'm going to go visit Dr. Brabson, like my guy used to come and visit me. Right. And I'm sitting around and all of a sudden he's recruiting me to go into social work. I said, man, I don't want to be no social worker. I mean, we and of course I didn't know what social work was. I kept describing the state worker <laughs> and he explained to me, you clearly don't know what you're talking about. I said, yeah, well, social workers don't make any money. And he told me how much you made. I said,
0: Oh, <laughs> I
1: said, but you're different. He looked at me and he said, and you're not. I said, well, I am different. <laughs> And so then he began to slowly convince me that I could create programs that I could be a change agent. I, I could be an eight. You mean like 007? No <laughs> fool. Like no fool. <laughs> no, you will be able to change people's lives at a higher level. I said, Ooh. And he began to convince me and show me, show me not only that I could, make a difference in people's lives, but I can have fun doing it. Jim Rome, I've had more fun than (laughs) bubblegum. Just being me. And this, I've invented a new me with this uh, author. (laughs) Get out. (laughs) This is hilarious. And I'm enjoying every moment to be able to share. God, Go
0: ahead. It's just no. I'm starting to interrupt you. It's just so great. It's so great that like you just said it. I'm. I've had more fun than bubble gum. We're not having fun, man. There's a lot of things in the world right now that are not fun. How important <laughs> is it to be positive in a negative world right Ooh. now?
1: Hey man, you, using my material. <laughs> That's it. You want you want to be. I'm obnoxiously optimistic. I get on people's nerves and have too much fun doing it. I mean, why are you so happy? I remember clearly and distinctly, I did a workshop for uh, people on, a on, um, what is that? Uh, it's an island in, in Seattle, Puget Sound. I'm at Puget Sound on an island with a, 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 a whole, like a hundred preachers, <laughs> pastors, and they've gone to have a retreat, and I've been invited to be one of the workshop leaders. And I'm like, well, I'm, you talk about intimidation. <laughs> you talk about a little nervous, right? So I'm there, and everything's going well. And I meet this one guy who's just a uh, contrary. Everything came out of my mouth. He had the challenge. I said, all right. And so I survived him. And <laughs> Next thing I know, we're leaving and he's on the boat, on the ferry going back. It's five o'clock in the morning because we've got to get over there early enough to catch our plane. And I'm whistling and having a good time and, and and just joking around. And this guy looks at me. He's from Texas. He's six foot five inches tall and he's a pastor and he's an alpha male. And he looks at me and he says, Why well, are you so damn happy? <laughs> I say, Pardon me he said, why are you so damn happy? And I looked up at the heavens and I said, this is one of your boys. <laughs> said, this is one of your boys. Shall I give it to him? And the God said, yeah, give it to him. I said, I woke up, fool.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: incredible.
0: That well, is incredible. To, what,
1: what did he say? Ask me why I'm so happy. Waking up is a thrill. It's fascinating to me. Because we know this is time-limited, baby. On the best day, it's time-limited. If you live to be 100 years old in a universe that's millions, perhaps, years old, (laughs) bruh, you better enjoy this. You better enjoy this every minute of it because it's time-limited and ain't none of us getting out of this alive.
0: My guy, that is so amazing. Why are you so damn happy? I woke up, fool. That's why. It's beautiful. You walk me off on that. This book is incredible. I know because I got it before it dropped, but it's available. Greg, stay sane in an insane world. Most people would know, but if they want to find this book, do they get it wherever books are available? Or what is the best way to get this book in our listeners' hands as quickly as possible?
1: Amazon, Apple, Barnes & Noble they're all they're all getting worked up and tr- and getting <clears throat> ready to make this it's going to be released August 15th pre orders is the name of the game for me and because we're going to I found out the word trending means something <laughs> <laughs> so I mean I need to be trending buddy and you can go straight to Amazon you can go to gregharden.com and find all kinds of, of stuff on me including an opportunity to order this book.
0: This is one of the all-time opportunities. I can't tell you how great it is to meet you, to spend time with you, to hear you share your thoughts. Again, I've read the book already. It's amazing. Man, much respect and love. I, I'm, I'm just going to say that, and I've got no shame in saying that. Much respect and love, Greg. I appreciate you so much. That was incredible.
1: Next time you're on, I want you to make sure you say, welcome to the jungle.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and next time I will say it. Yeah, my word. You be good. You take care. And I hope we can do it again really soon. I appreciate you so much.
1: Thank you so much, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: What a tremendous conversation. I could not be more pumped to have made that connection with this person and to share it with you as well. Again, I could not recommend Greg Harden's book, stay sane in an insane world any more strongly than I am right now. I've got my book. I've read my book. I would encourage you to go get yours. I've got so many takeaways from this conversation, but here are a few that I want to share with you right away. I love his notion of giving it 100%, 100% of the time. That doesn't mean you're always going to win. It doesn't mean you're going to win 100% of the time or that things will go your way 100% of the time because they won't. And they don't. It means you go 100%, 100% of the time, you habitualize that mindset, you make that your standard, and you never, ever quit. That's how you become elite. And because I'm on a personal mission myself, I also love that Greg once said in a 60 Minutes interview that he told an athlete, quote, you have to connect to your mission, your vision, and what kind of a person you want to be, end of quote. I mean, bam, that right there to me is everything. That's how I'm living the rest of my life. I'm going to have my mission. I'm going to commit to that mission and connect to it as well and the person that I want to become. And then I'm going to direct every thought, every choice, and every action towards becoming that person. Again, if a thought or a choice or an action is not consistent with the mission or the person that I'm looking to become, I don't do it, I don't think it, I don't eat it, I don't drink it, I don't consume it. Now, does it always work? Of course not. Do I fall off the path? Hell yes. But when I do, I turn the page as quickly as possible and I get the hell back on the path and I get connected to my mission as quickly as possible because... It's a freaking mission, a mission, an identity, a lifestyle, and everything flows directly from it, and every choice, every thought, and every action does as well, if you're going to become the person you want to be. I hope you get as much out of that conversation with Greg Harden as I did. He is a brilliant dude. He has helped thousands of high achievers and those aspiring to be high achievers, and he can help you too. Pick up his book stay sane in an insane world it's out right now and as always thank you so much for finding this podcast if you haven't already please subscribe to it that way you will never have to go looking for it it will find you instead and if you can leave a review that obviously helps tremendously as well every second counts everything matters so let's freaking go and i will see you next time right here on the reinvention project with jim rome